Did I? Oh, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I just cracked out at the, the intro there. Okay. Uh, oh, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Absolutely. Thank you, Chanel, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because um, when Steph had sent me the invite to be on the panel, um, I was, I had never heard of you guys before. So I was like, wait a minute, they're from the U.S.? Because, <laughs> because everybody, it seems like, is like from Europe or Canada or somewhere. So, you know, when you actually have somebody making content, whether it's podcasts or whatever, it's always from the other side of the pond. So I was quite, I was quite, I was like, oh, good, somebody from the U.S., this is great. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, I'm, Steve and I are both based over in California, so we're on the west coast of the United States, and I am in Bakersfield, California, which is like the southern end of the central part of California, and Steve is about 45 minutes away from me in a small little mountain community, and so International Podcast Day really started in this small 14,000-person town, and it was Steve's idea to kind of bring international podcast day to life and so yeah we're we're based here in the u.s but nothing more than we love connecting with international audiences and reaching out to a bunch of international uh producers and podcasters it's it's a great time oh that's awesome i mean because like i used to live in um i lived in la i lived in orange california and that's the santa Ana and um, anaheim and i lived in redland so i wasn't too far from bakersfield yeah, not at all. I actually still have uh, my grandmother lives in Yorba Linda, and I have my aunts and uncles and cousins that still live in Fullerton and Orange. So actually, uh, my family, Steve, is from that area. And so I think we have a lot more connection, <laughs> surprisingly, than, than we thought, and we're miles apart as of right now. Oh, yeah. I The only thing about down there is when it gets really hot. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Here in here in the Central Valley of California, we we are still in the mid 90s, and it's nearing the end of September. So it does it does stay hot for a bit of an extended period of time here. I'm just curious, like who? I mean, okay. So how did Steve come up with the idea to do International Podcast Day? I mean. Evidently, I mean, I'm sure it was some type of eureka moment, but, like, you know, was it just because he liked podcasts, or he just wanted to reach out to more people, or? Yeah, really what started is it was sometime in late 2013, and Steve was driving to, I think, a doctor's appointment, and so we had, like, an hour and a half drive. Again, he's kind of in that isolated mountain community, and he had he ran out of podcast. I don't know if why that happened or <laughs> you know, so it was kind of weird that he was actually listening to the radio and he heard a commercial for National Senior Citizens Day. And it's exactly what you talked about, Chanel. It was like a Eureka moment. The light bulb went off in his head and he's like, Why doesn't the industry for podcasts and podcasting have their own day to celebrate? And at that point Steve and I had we had been podcasting since 2007, so we were in it for about seven years. And so we were starting to see the growth in what was going on domestically within the United States. We hadn't really branched out internationally, but he just sort of had this moment. And he called me on his way home. He's like, Dave, I got this great idea. What? Let's create a national podcast day here in the United States. 
And so sure enough, we put our heads together. We got a couple other people, uh, well-known in, uh, industry professionals and contributors to, to the industry and just put together a really brief six-hour live events. We had like a Q&A. We did a YouTube thing. Uh, we did some tutorials, and that was it. And the day after we did it here in the United States, we just got a flood of international podcasters being like, this should be more. We should be international. Let's do this. And so the day after it started, or the day after National Podcast Day, we immediately rebranded to International Podcast Day. And so that's sort of the, the story behind how it was born. It was, it was just like a Eureka epiphany moment where Steve just said, well, there's, there's a national day for everything, right? There's National Coffee Day, Donut Day, uh, Waffle Fries Day, all those different days. And so it just gave us an opportunity to, to connect the podcast industry uh, without borders. So it was, a, it was a pretty cool moment. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I, when I got my invitation, I mean, I woke up at like 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I slept in like an hour later than what I usually do because my guy got likes to wake me up at like quarter to five, 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 <laughs> because he needs to eat, and then he wants to go out. So I'll wake up, and I get this email from Steph Buxio saying, hey, we would like to invite you to be on a panel for language learners for International Podcast Day. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm I'm just waking up. No coffee, no food, no nothing. It just kind of hits you. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I mean, because I knew that my podcast had grown. But I wasn't aware of how many people were actually, like, focused on it. So... I was like, wow, I must have arrived or something. Oh, my God. So I, I, I automatically sent her an email back saying, yes, I will do this. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm one of three for language learning podcasts in the world. And I'm representing the U.S. <laughs> oh, this is, like, freaking awesome. So, I, I mean, literally, I, I'm still pinching myself about it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> And that's what I love about connecting with individuals like like uh, Steph is she's been involved with our event. She's a, a massive advocate and she's always very active in our chat rooms. And um, I know she tries to not sleep essentially for 24 straight hours to try and get as much out of the day as possible. And I just I just love individuals like her that connect individuals from around the world, right? Like she's in Germany or she could be somewhere else. And she's connecting with people in the United Kingdom, in Canada, in the United States like you. And coming to me with, hey, I got this great idea to feature other international podcasters, and what better way to do that than focus, as you mentioned, on the language learning aspect of things. And I think it's a great, um, it's a great connection, and it's a good marriage between what we're doing at International Podcast Day and around um, in, in connecting those language learning podcast hosts from around the world. I think it's pretty amazing, and. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, uh, Steph sees a lot of value in your contribution to the podcasting space, and she obviously sees your contribution as very valuable to the language learning uh, industry as well. So, yeah, we're happy to have everybody on your panel involved, and congratulations. I think it's awesome that she was able to reach out and that you agreed to. That's what we love to have, and as you said, it's it's uh, you 
you can use this as, hey, I've, I've made it. You know, I've been on the big time. We get a lot of that from podcasters from around the world that say, I can't believe you chose me to represent my country and represent my voice. And that's what it's about. It's about providing a, an outlet to amplify some voices and different messages and spread the love around the podcasting space. Oh, because I love podcasts. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts for about, oh, I don't know, about five, six years. And, I mean, you have so many topics, you know. And, I mean, then you have all the celebrities that come out with their own podcasts. And, like Michelle Obama, she just came out with a podcast show recently. And I just got finished listening to season one. And, you know, whatever the topic is, you can talk about just about anything you want. And, you know, if people like it, they'll latch on. Like, I'm very close right now. I just put out episode 180 today. Excellent. And I'm recording 181 today, which probably won't come out until the end of this week. But I tell my listeners, you know, I don't edit. I don't have fancy music. I just talk. And sometimes people really want to hear that, then your intro is this long. I mean, I've read people's, like, reviews, and, like, you have good reviews, and you have reviews where people just, they slam you because they're like, can we, can you get to the point? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I mean, I, I know, I, the, the other two people that are going to be on the panel, I've interviewed both of them and I became really good friends with them over the years. And so, um, for me personally, it, I guess right now, because we're dealing with the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter situation in the U.S. and, you know, um, women having a voice and women of color having a voice and, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, I'm African-American, I'm visually impaired, and I, I'm doing a podcast show. And it's reaching people, like, all over. I mean, I'm only, like, probably eight states away from having every state in the U.S. Um, California is one of my biggest states, though. I think I have, like, 54% of California. Like, That's gone. interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe because of the fact that I lived in California for three years. Um, I went to film school out there back in the mid 2000s. And um, I did like a one year program and do live, eat, and breathe nothing but film. And then um, I spent two years um, in Red, like Redlands and Orange. And then I moved back to. Uh, Ohio, like in 09, the summer of 09, you know, I told a friend of mine, I was like, I love California, but it, you know, once you're there, you either like it or you're like, okay, this is just, I can, I can be here for a little bit, but I got to (laughs) go. I'm tired of the brush fires. I'm tired of. Yeah. It's a, it's a state that's not for everybody. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, I mean, all these, all these experienced one earthquake and it wasn't even a massive one. It was like 4.5 on the Richter scale. And they tell you you need to either get in between a door frame or underneath a table. Now, mind you, I didn't know what to do, so I just sat in the middle of my bed like this ripple went underneath the house. I was like, you're like, you're all right? I'm like, yeah. Oh, that that was it? 
And they're like, yeah, that was a tremor. I'm like, and this happened two weeks before I moved. The entire time I was there, I had no earthquake, no nothing. A couple of brownouts, a couple of fires, nowhere near me. But, I mean, you could still be impacted by the smoke and the heat and, you know. And I, I, I sat there and I said, you know, why aren't people cleaning their brush? Why aren't they, why aren't they take, you know, I mean, yeah, it. I loved it, but I, mm-mm. And I feel for everybody that's there right now because that's just, yeah. Because I have family and friends still there. And and I'm just like, uh, I'll come to visit. <laughs> I'll stay for a few days and then I'll go home. And <laughs> you're exactly right. Right now it's it's a bit of a tough space to be in. We have a lot of wildfires going on. And we don't have any wildfires in, in the town I'm living in right now. Mostly right. we're just a lot of valley, a lot of flat. Um right sort of desert-like conditions, but we do have a lot of surrounding mountains, and unfortunately, just how we are geographically where I live is that we sort of have this bowl, this funnel where everything kind of falls into. So we actually, even though we're not being impacted by the fire, we have a lot of smoke. We have a lot of particulate matter that continues to sort of right. infest the area, and so we're having our own struggles there. So I think it's it's really a statewide problem, and I don't think it really matters where you're at in the city or in the state. Right. You're going to be impacted by earthquakes, flood, fire, something like that. That's just the nature of the state of California. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it. It's just (laughs) my friend in San Francisco was like, she showed pictures of, like, the sky when it was, like, orange and brown. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. It looked like something from a movie. Yeah. And she was like, aren't you glad you left when you did? I'm like. Yeah, I might complain about the winters in Ohio, but yeah, I, I, it, to, to me it's like, oh wow, I I I pray for all everybody there, I really do. I like I tell someone, it doesn't matter where you live in the U.S., you're gonna have some type of weather problem. You know, that's true. And it's not something you can control necessarily or anybody else. But I feel bad for that girl though, the one that that had the um set off the whatever she set off oh Uh, for the uh, gender reveal party yes yeah yeah that was very unfortunate where i think it was a uh very exciting time of course with the the reveal of their the the sex of their baby and of course i don't think they never of course intended anything to happen i don't think anybody thinks something quite like that would have happened but yeah i actually do feel for them it's it's a really unfortunate situation and um, I can't imagine sort of what they're trying to process and what they're going through right now. Definitely, definitely is not easy. No, I mean I heard a rumor supposedly that they're, um, I guess somebody has started a fire and it caused so much damage that the, they want to prosecute the person who did it. But I'm like, okay, do you understand how many billions of dollars that is? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I was like, and what about if they don't have the money? Then what are you going to do? I mean. You know, like, yeah, like, a lot of those people can't get their stuff back. And that's the, I, I you know, I tell people all the time, I, I guess that's another reason I love listening to podcasts, because sometimes when you can't get a hold of the news, like, when it's happening, you can always go on a podcast and find the station that you want that might be on cable or something. And everyone, everyone's news has a podcast now. Yeah. So... I get a lot um, of joy out of that, um, personally. Yeah, there's 
There is a lot of uh, broadcast and traditional media that do put out their content is, um, you know, just supplement their live broadcast or some of their radio feeds, for example, into podcasts. And I've also noticed about this. I talked to somebody else earlier this week about how a lot of independent podcasters are putting out their own daily news podcast. And it could be anything around anything about science, politics, health, wellness, whatever sort of quote-unquote news that you're interested in keeping up with, now you have a lot of podcasters that are doing just independent daily podcast releases. And I think that's a really cool trend that's happening within the space right now. And I think it does, like you mentioned, Chanel, kind of lend to if you don't, if you can't catch a traditional broadcast, if you don't have the time, if you don't have a cable subscription package per se, podcasts allow for that freedom to get your information in so many different ways and sort of the freedom of bringing it as you go. And, you know, whether it's sitting at home, whether it's driving in the car, it's cooking dinner, um, working out, working in the yard, visiting a friend's house, whatever it is. You know, you have people that are, you know, you know, airplane and streaming podcasts via YouTube on their smart TV. And you have people that are using smart speakers now, you know, with their Echo Shows and um, Google Homes and all those other things to to listen to their podcast. So I think people are getting creative. And I think those that are creating the podcast are are understanding the sort of the dynamics and how, um, how flexible this media can be, and it's is really growing in consumption and growing in popularity. Oh yeah, because I know that I listen to TuneIn Radio a lot, and um, TuneIn Radio is cool because you can get a premium subscription for like eight bucks a month, or you can just do the free stuff. And you have so much content that's free, it's unreal. Like I have my TuneIn Radio free app on my i on my um, Apple TV, and I use the voiceover so. Um, when I click on it, you know, I can go to whatever state or country I want around the world and listen to whatever I want. Free music, free shows, free everything. Podcast episodes. It, it's ridiculous the amount of stuff you can listen to for no money. It's all free. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. So I'm, I'm quite happy about that. I mean, there are places where you can go like Libsyn and and pay $20 a month and, and, and set your podcast up or you can go to Anchor or, you know, and it's, it's, and do it for free. But I mean, personally, I really do enjoy the avenue of, you know, I, I feel like that's the next new way that people are going to like really continue to get their information. I mean, not to say that it's going to put the news people out of out of business, um, but at the same time, you know, I I listen to like AC three hundred and sixty. I don't even have to like have CNN. You know, I can just download the the episodes and uh, you know subscribe to that or subscribe to Cuomo's Prime Time or whatever. Uh, you know, and I even do that for the View, and it's just like. Yeah, you you name whatever your interest is. Uh, there's a podcast for it, and if there isn't one, someone's coming up with something. So I mean, that's just like when I created my podcast almost two and a half years ago. You know, there was nobody out here talking about you know language learning from a visually impaired perspective. Now you have blind people that are totally blind. They uh, put out their own podcast, but it's about you know, technology and, you know, adaptive technology and, and, and all that and educating people on that more so than it is 
you know, a single, um, uh, a single subject matter like language learning. So, and I don't even have a degree in language learning. My background is uh, theater and film. And so, you know, pretty much this is a hobby for me. But, you know, I mean, now I'm getting noticed even more just because, you know, I'm, I'm about to reach 15,000 listens soon. And, um, you know, my audience is growing. And, um, you know, it, it's amazing, you know, who's out there listening because you never know. And I, I mean, as bleak as things have been as far as, uh, you know, the pandemic and everything, um, I get comfort in the fact that, you know, I can create my episodes weekly. I can put them out for free. I can impact someone's life for the better. And, and then, you know, also because of social media, you know, I'm able to reach more people on Twitter and Instagram and, um, uh, WhatsApp and, and, and Facebook. I have a YouTube page, but I feel that my stronger audience is more in the podcasting realm than it is, you know, YouTube. Because you got so many people on YouTube that's unreal. I watch more YouTube than I create content. So. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, when you talk about, as you mentioned, there was nobody quite producing content and recording and sharing the information like you were. And I think it's been great that I think that's the beautiful thing about producing and getting behind the microphone is really that podcasting exposes us, you know, to people and exposes us to ideas and parts of the world and, and sort of different people that are involved with the world that we never thought we'd ever meet or really connect with. Right. And it, it truly shows how international we are that, as you said, you can be recording and podcasting in Ohio and then you can reach like Brazil and somebody's paying attention and listening or you can reach that somebody's in Germany or United Kingdom. And it just kind of shows, you know, that words have tremendous power, you know, and you can use them uh, to heal. You can use them to educate like you're doing. And for example, for your podcast, you can use them right. for good. And there's just so much value in the spoken word. And it's pretty incredible to see, you know, with you topping it, you know, 15,000 downloads. That's absolutely incredible. And it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a portion of the industry that, as you said, was untapped. That wasn't, you know, wasn't out there in the marketplace. And you provided that. And I think anybody out there listening who's considering being a podcaster and getting things going is that you can, you can, you can find your little, you know, little niche within this industry and you can find your own audience and, you know, it may take a little work to tap into that and kind of build your audience, but at the same time, it's so rewarding that you get to connect with so many people from around the world. And I think that's a, a really unique characteristic that podcasting brings to to our media that I don't think other traditional medias really do. Yeah, I what's so interesting too that I find about podcasting is that you have so many different people. You know, I mean, yes, there are people that have professional editors and then they have the people who write your your show notes and but when you don't have that and you don't have the money for it it's like you got to do it yourself and, yeah diy yeah and and people don't you know like i tell people i don't edit i was like i can put, i can put this out on friday and somebody be like people will sit there and listen like i 
there there was a, a language conference last week and this past weekend called Women in Language. And it's by three women. Uh, one's German, one's English from England, and the other one is American. And they all met at a language um, conference like three years ago. And this is like year three of the conference, but it's by women, but it's for everybody. So they don't discriminate. So, I mean, they have people that are trans. They have people that are African-American, people that are from Europe, people that are from Africa, people that are from Asia and Latin America. And and it's like four days of talks and interaction with people. It's about 30 bucks. And I spoke last year for six minutes. And, you know, people were like, wow, your story was so inspirational. And I was like, well, thank you. You know, and I mean, I, I was able to network and connect with other people that I wouldn't have met before, you know, attending this. But also, they have podcast shows of their own, and they have language learning companies of their own, and, um, you know, they're, like, in their 30s, you know. And you find that when you have something in common with somebody, you know, it transcends everything, race, religion, politics, you know, and I never thought, in a million years, I would be able to be in a space where people enjoy doing, you know, this sort of thing, you know, getting together, talking about language learning or getting together, talking about food or, you know, I just, I just actually put out another podcast show, um, eight months ago, um, nine months ago, um, a cooking podcast show on Inca and I'm almost at 600 plays for that. So, you know, but that's because I love food and I love talking about food. But I also love other things. And so I was like, well, how, how can you do two podcasts? I was like, right now I'm doing two. And I was like, that's a lot of work just for those two. So, and I know people have got more than that. And I think it just depends on what it is you want to talk about. Like someone asked me, how do, how do you find your niche? And I said, well, okay, think about what it is that you're good at talking about or what it is you're passionate about. Don't do it because... Well, everybody else is doing it. Do it because it's something you want to do, and that you have a you have something important to say. You're gonna have your retractors. You're gonna have your haters. You're gonna have people that's not gonna like what you have to say, but you got to keep rolling with the punches and going. I mean, I didn't know if I was gonna have five people listen, one person listen, and when people started listening more and more, and I started getting people to come on the show, and they kept saying yes. That flipped my mind, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm on to something. Let me keep going. Now, I have not taken a break yet since I started, like, two and a half years ago. It's just boom, 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 consistent. And I said, the more you put out there, the more the more people want to hear it, you know. And I said, you know, I have 42 states out of 50 states listening to me in the U.S. And all of North America and Asia and India and a lot of the Middle East and Africa and Australia, New Zealand, Iceland, you know. So, I mean, I have like 111, 112 countries out of 195. So, I'm almost there. <laughs> You're <laughs> getting there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, because someone said to me, he was like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I just press record and talk. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, to me, 
you know, I I love this format. I think it's a great format. You know, you don't need tons of experience to do it. You just need to have a story to tell. And if people like it, they like it. I mean, I get plenty of people all the time on Facebook who sit there and say, well, I only have this many plays. And I'm like, keep going. Yeah, don't keep going. About, yep. Don't worry about the numbers. Just keep putting the stuff out. And the more content you put out, you know, the more people are going to want to hear it. You know, I mean, when when I get famous to the point where I'm like Michael Moore and his Rumble podcast, which I love. And he hasn't even been out a year, but he has 15 million people. You see what I'm saying? Like, when you get to that point, or you get to 100-something million people or a billion people, then, then you know you've arrived. Even if you got to, like, a million people, that's, like, a big deal. I was like, I'm almost, I, I'm, I'm very close to being, I think sometime this week it'll be 15K, you know. So I said, Every couple months, every two months is a K, is 1K. But the more I found, the more episodes I put out, the more people listen. And so, um, you know, I put out like seven episodes in a week. And I've gotten probably 30 plays each or more. So. Yeah, I think it's important for those that are interested in recording or even those that get frustrated with, you know, not seeing increasing downloads is you have to remember like everybody who has a million downloads or that has 15 million fans following them, like they've, they've done a lot of work behind the scenes to get to this point, right? They didn't have success where they just turned on the mic and all of a sudden, boom, everybody was listening. You talk about Michael Moore and how you listen to his podcast. I've actually didn't listen. I haven't listened to his yet. I didn't realize he had one. But, oh, yeah. you know, he was, he's a filmmaker. He's a producer. Right. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a presenter. He's a speaker. Like, he has, he comes with his own amount of work and, um, sort of interest and, and, uh, sort of his brand that he's built up to. And, you know, you have to think of just like when I look at International Podcast Day, we started in 2014 is only a six hour window. That's all we did. And then seven years later, we featured 250 podcasters from 70 different countries and, you know, a Twitter following of, you know, almost 16,000. And it's like those things take time to build and you have to work on the relationships. You have to work on the connections that you make within the industry and, you know, getting on each other's podcasts and supporting people. And you have to do the work. And right. I think, I think some, so many times we get in the space where you, you, think you're going to release an episode and all of a sudden everybody's going to find it and that's not the case i mean i was sitting at a the outlier conference and i'm not sure if anybody knows what the outlier pod fest is but it's a it's a it's a, a traveling podcast festival here in the united states and um they i've been to one in la but they've been to austin and salt lake and new york and they've been doing them virtually lately but i i was listening to a presenter there and he went through and talked about you know, Rachel Ray as a really good example that she put in the work. I mean, she became popular on her 30 minute meals and she realized that there's a market for working mothers who were torn between the career and coming home and providing meals and prepping everything for the family. And she, she dialed into a market and she did her work to get exposure and she did her work as far as making her book and all those things, but she did the work beforehand and now she has her tv show she's very popular she's set 
But you also have to remember that was years of work to get up to it. So um, just like you, Chanel, it's one episode at a time. It's one story at a time. It's one connection at a time. And it's one relationship at a time that's really going to help uh, not only the industry, but you as an individual. And it doesn't matter if you're if you're podcasting, if you have a social media presence, if you're trying to build your YouTube channel, if you're a live gamer that does things on Twitch, it doesn't matter. It's a, it, you have to put in the time. You have to put in the effort. Again, you can concentrate your efforts in different ways and you have people that help you, you know, whether it's if you don't know how to build a website, you can have somebody help you. Um, but there's a lot of different ways you can see success. And, right. you know, you don't always measure success simply by having, you know, 50,000 downloads an episode or whatever it is. I mean, I know right. individuals that are very pleased with their 500 downloads. They reach a very particular audience and they're fine with it. And that's right. success. So I think everybody has to define for them right. what success is. I think a lot of the people that I see, especially because I'm, I'm on the Anchor Facebook page and, you know, for podcasters who are under Anchor, and I see them come out and they sit there and they say, well, how did you get all those people? And I said, I just kept doing it every week. Even if I didn't interview somebody, I kept doing it. I was like, it, it, it's, you have to be persistent, but you have to have faith in yourself, too, that you can do it. You're not going to have all the skills that someone else has. I suck at editing. My fan base knows that. Like, okay. But you also have to be honest with yourself. What are you good at? You know, and I'm good at a lot of things. But I said, you know, uh, I live in Akron, um, 50 minutes away from Cleveland. I'm originally from Cleveland. And, you know, I said, what gets me through this crazy time that we're living in is my show and the fact that I can put out content for people, you know, and I'm all about helping people, you know, grow and learn and, and think in different ways. And I said, I learned from, from the other people too that I interview because I don't know it all. So I have to go to other people, you know, and people are waiting for me to do a website. And I said, yes, and that costs. And right now, that's why I don't have one. <laughs> you know, and then I Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, I tell people all the time, I was like, yes, you can have a website, but that costs some money for you to keep that maintained. And I said, I'm technical, but I'm not that technical. So I said, financially, I can't really afford that because I'm someone that lives on a fixed income. And so, you know, you have to, you know, I tell my, my listeners all the time, right? I'm not rich. You know, I'm not doing this to make tons of money. I'm doing it to get a message out, you know, and if that's fine with me. I mean, I, I don't look at it for money or to be, like, super famous because once you use, once you lose your anonymity, that's it. You know, it's, you know, I, you can't get it back again. And, I like, I, I tell a lot of my friends that are in the polyglot community, be grateful People might recognize you from YouTube or they might recognize you from Instagram or Facebook or they might recognize you from the book that you wrote or something like that. But at the end of the day, you're not having people, you know, creep into your garbage cans trying to sift through your garbage to find some dirt on you. I mean, when you get to <laughs> right. that point, when you get to that point, then you can sit up there and say you made it, like really made it because – you know, I, I feel for people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Will Smith, and all them. Oh, you know, and it's kind of cool 
I have to say this for podcasting that a lot of the celebrities are coming out with their own podcast show. And so you can actually get a, a glimpse of what they're really like listening to their podcast show. You know, like I, I, I subscribed to Sharp and Noah's show and a few others. And I was listening to River Phoenix's sisters, um, Summer and Rain. They had a podcast show. And, um, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, Catherine Schwarzenegger Pratt, she has her own show. So it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, now this is awesome. I mean, you know, if I could listen to Tony Robbins every week and this person and that, you know, you name the topic, it's out there. Yeah, I think some of those celebrity podcasts are pretty interesting, too. I don't listen to too many. I have some friends that kind of fill me in and chime in here and there on that. You really can get a glimpse behind the person, right? And I think that's what the media allows for in podcasting is when you get on radio or you get on television, you have these really short segments, right? It's like you have two minutes to talk and you can't really say much in a two-minute period. Podcasting doesn't have limits. You can record for five minutes. You can record for two hours and five minutes, you know, and I think a lot of celebrities are understanding that is there's a desire to understand them more, to get to know them at a more personal level. And these podcasts allow for that, you know, and I know several basketball stars. There's been ex-football players. There are a lot of actors that are out there. And even you see like producers and directors that are starting their podcast, too, and I think it's cool because you you can get sort of, if you like them as an individual, you can kind of hear about what they do on sets and sort of the behind-the-scenes things that go into entertainment and sort of the Hollywood and New York entertainment scenes. And for a lot of people, entertainment is really huge in their life, you know, whether it's TV consumption or Broadway or, um, right. you know, Netflix or Amazon, whatever that on-demand media is. And I think podcasting at least allows for that expanded conversation to happen because I can't tell you how many times I've listened to a radio show and it's like, well, we have 30 seconds left, a really brief answer on this question. And the question actually should allow for about a five-minute answer, but radio has its constraints. The beautiful thing about podcasting is you and I, we can just sit here and talk and we can talk and we can talk and you know we can keep it entertaining and keep it lively and people are going to stick around. And um, I think that's the, the advantage we have where there is no time frames, there are no rules as far as what's required and sort of how people consume the your podcast. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I mean, when I first started like two and a half years ago on May 3rd, as a matter of fact, I didn't know if one person would listen. I mean, the first, I think I got like five listens, and then I, I had to understand the whole concept of what that was, and I'm like, oh, my, wow. And then I took a break. Because I needed to figure out what direction I wanted to go. And I was like, I wanted to do the interview. Flash my opinion. And then I, I started, you know, with doing uh, affiliate marketing for the Michelle Thomas method last year. And so I, I'm going to be working with them for another year, reviewing their courses. And my listeners love that because people are asking, well, on Facebook, well, do you, do, have you done all of them and I'm like no this takes time you know I I gotta dive in the, in the course and learn the language and break down the grammar and, and all that type of stuff and then I, I'll give you my opinion on if I like it don't like it you know and I always come out and say if I do like it whatever that is whatever language you know I will recommend it but I was like if it doesn't work if it works for me and it doesn't work for you that's okay 
you know, there's a lot of other things out there that you can use. You know, this is just something I enjoy using, you know, and, and I, I'm quite honest with that, you know, because when, you know, people are doing affiliate marketing for products or, you know, um, whatever the product may be, they may like it or they may not like it. And then they'll give their review. Now I won't blast the, the, the person who created whatever the material was because, you know, that would be kind of rude. But at the end of the day, I'm giving you my honest opinion. And this is just where I'm coming from. And, and they seem to, to, um, you know, take to that. You know, because I, I know plenty of people where they will slam dunk a product, you know, and, you know, people have either uh, had millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people follow them and then they said the wrong word and it just, their whole following just tanks. So, I mean, I've seen that a few times on YouTube where you had really popular people and then they made a video and it wasn't you know they took somebody off and they lost a lot of people and I said well you know there is a thin line when you're doing either podcasting, YouTube whatever you know you have to be somewhat objective and you know neutral you know and honest without being offensive at the same time so yeah, I, I'm kind of glad that, you know, podcasts are around because, I mean, I, I found so many Star Trek podcasts recently because <laughs> they just did Star Trek Day on the 8th. Yeah, Star Trek is a very popular podcasting genre. Very, very popular. That's one of the, uh, one of the entertainment side of things that I've, I've noticed that are, have a very, very dynamic and very loyal fan base. And you're exactly right. Star Trek continues to impress with the amount of fandom associated with it, and they just continue to pump out really good episodes and uh, continue to get a lot of a lot of attention doing so. Oh, I, I've always loved Star Trek ever since I was five, and I'm 43 now, so that tells you something. But I mean, you know, it, it's kind of funny when you look at oh, well, comics or politics or you know. You could just type in the form field, whatever subject you want, whatever language you want, and there's a podcast. Yeah. And, I mean, I just, I find that to be so breathtaking because, you know, it, it takes you back to the days of storytelling when people would, you, you would listen to stuff. You weren't on the Internet. You know, you you heard a story, you know, uh, from an auditory point of view, you know. and I said, well, how do you think history was passed down? It was storytelling verbally. And I kind of I enjoy that whole mystery of you heard but not seen bit with podcasting. So if people, if, if, if people never saw what I looked like in person, they would know what my voice sounded like. And so I kind of like the whole mystery of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I like I like that uh, sort of thought process there, and I've experienced it a little differently where people have recognized my voice when I've been at a podcast conference because they've tuned in to International Podcast Day before, 
or I've actually recognized podcasters' voice in the hallways of different conferences because I've either listened to their show or I've heard a clip on YouTube or whatever it may be. And I look around and I know I I don't usually know what they look like, but I recognize the voice. And that's right. something that I think with just the advent of social media, where we just have pictures and photos and everybody knows who they look like. But when you're a podcaster, you or like me, you run an, an account and an event. I am not the face of International Podcast Air logo, and the community is the face of who we are. And so when you get recognized like that, it's a it kind of throws you for a loop a little bit. And you're like, hey, you're the guy from International Podcast Day. In your case, you're like, oh, you're 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 from the Language Learning Podcast, and in, in your journey. So um, I, I definitely think it's a, a unique sort of characteristic about the space that I don't think many people really um, have either experienced that or really recognize the sort of that nuance that goes on. Oh, yeah, because it's, you know, it's like I I sit up there sometimes and I would miss weeks of of episodes and I would just sit and play one and fall asleep to it. And then when I wake up at five o'clock in the morning, it's still on. (laughs) But I don't know what (laughs) exactly. So it's like, but I mean that, you know, I do have to say because of podcasts. You know, I was able to become more proficient in Russian, French, Italian, you know, learn more about other people's history and culture because of that. But, you know, find out more about food or whatever, whatever topic I wanted to learn about. And I mean, it's all free. Which is great. You know, and um, that's just something that. I, I think now, because of the whole pandemic thing, if you have to stay home a lot more, it, it's probably going to become more and more popular as a result of that, like down the road. I mean, I could see this in the next five years or so, you know, you were like, TV what? You know, because you can listen to everything in, in a podcast episode. Yeah, it's really interesting when you sort of look at the landscape with uh, different media that's out there, right? You have traditional media, you have radio, you have podcasts, you also have, you're dealing with Netflix, you're dealing with live entertainment, sort of going to the movies and live music, and there's there's all these different outlets that are trying to grab your attention, right? And that goes for podcasting just the same. It's like, you know, I have people that listen to podcasts, but also subscribe to audiobooks, you know, and so you have that level of competition going on. And, and to your point, it's, yeah, you're always going to be kind of pulled in different directions. But at the end of the day, I think podcast provides one of the most flexible and unique experiences where you can pause it, you can come to it later. You, If you missed five, six episodes, you can consume them all in one day. And I, I just think it's a very unique experience that podcasting can offer. So I, I, I very much understand your point and I really appreciate sort of where this industry has taken and sort of the, the power it has to transform and create a different experience for so many people. Uh, especially like if it's someone actually said, I learned English because of listening to podcasts. And I said, that's a cool thing. Like, I mean, I actually have to say that my listening comprehension has increased tremendously in a lot of the languages that I had taught myself. And when you're able to listen to, like, a podcast like France 24, for instance, even though I'm very upset because you can't listen to the news in French or Arabic anymore on the app because it's no longer provided, only English and Spanish, which makes no sense. 
So, I mean, I would just listen to the same stuff for like three hours straight. I At one time, I didn't realize I was doing that. But it got to the point where when I would listen to someone speak in real time in French, I understood what they were saying because I had like 15 hours a week worth of listening time just in the background. And, you know, I I kind of contribute that to like, oh, well, this is my get my daily dose of news. Like, I, I you know, I listen to George Stephanopoulos every Sunday on this week, you know, podcast. I don't need to flip the TV on, you know. So, yeah, I I mean, I, I have friends in the cooking world where they're like, oh, yeah, I love listening to podcasts. I was like, so do I. <laughs> you know, we, we talk about our favorite podcasts all the time. So I, I think this is a great avenue, and I think it's amazing that you guys are still, you know, seven years later, you know, bringing more people to the forefront in regards to podcasting and different shows and platforms from like all over the world. And I'm very glad and very happy to be able to represent the U.S. this year for language learning podcasts because it is very competitive out there. Yeah, it is. It is a very competitive space. And I think, as, as I mentioned earlier, where everybody's trying to compete for your ears and your, in your eyes and your attention. And I think that's to some degree where you have to stand out. And if you can't stand out, you have to find a way to do that. And like you said, if it's dialing in exactly who your audience is going to be, if it's dialing in and focus on your exact sort of genre and topic that you want, that's really the only way to grow in, in relevance and grow in popularity is to really focus on that. And I think it's, uh, it's it's a challenge for a lot of people, but at the same time, I think it's uh, can be absolutely rewarding at this at at the at the end of the day as well. Um, what do you hope um for the future for International Podcast Day? Like, do you plan on collaborating with others? Do you plan on like branching out more? Yeah, so to date, as I mentioned earlier, we've done, this will be our seventh year, and we've we've featured and broadcasted nearly 250 podcasters, and we've scaled across 70 different countries at this point, and we are, we're, we're finding new ways and new interests on how we're going to expand International Podcast Day. For right now, typically, it's a two-day celebration. We, we start broadcasting on September 29th, mostly because we're here in the United States and then half of the world is already celebrating September 30th. And so we want to start early to make sure we capture and and, and, uh, represent those nations as well. But I think one thing we definitely want to do is we found a unique way this year because we usually really focus on our live broadcasting, right? We do 24 to 30 hours of live streaming. It's a live broadcast. It's fun. It's interactive. There's a chat room. There's Q&A. There's so much going on. And putting it on a live broadcast is stressful in itself, but it's also very exciting. So what we did this year is we reached out to a number of different podcasters to send us some recorded broadcasts. And what that allowed us to do is reach into some other countries that we couldn't get on our live broadcast. For example, we reached out to the first female podcaster uh, in the Dominican Republic and had her record her session in Spanish and provide it to us. I was able to reach out to a podcaster in Finland and have him do it. Canada as well. I also was able to reach out and speak to an individual in Saudi Arabia, and she put together a panel and sent us a recorded video of lessons that they've been learning while podcasting to the audiences in Saudi Arabia. And then we reached out to an individual who's in Egypt and was able to spotlight a lot of the podcasters throughout Africa 
And so what we're trying to do is not only provide our live broadcasts, but supplement what we're doing with some of these recorded videos that people can watch beforehand, they can consume afterwards. And beyond that, Chanel, I think one thing that we're going to be doing in the future is we usually only do our live broadcasting for essentially a two-day period, right? Right when International Podcast Day is happening. But it's so well embraced and it's so well received and there's been some um, sort of encouragement to do more throughout the year as far as live broadcasting. So we're considering doing a like a monthly broadcast featuring just different podcasters from around the world. So it could be, you know, a panel from Egypt per se, or we can get a panel from Australia, or we can get, uh, you know, some Spanish speaking audiences, or we can incorporate, um, those that are in Germany and have their sessions, you know, throughout the year, um, organized and present as live. And so I think there's a lot of different ways we can go with this and it's really branched off in the last couple of years to really expand how we can do things more than just celebrating our one day, but kind of keep the industry or, or the interest alive and just continue to have that celebration throughout the year. And so that's, that's kind of where we're looking at. Again, it's one of those things where the community has really driven our, our success in here. Cause like I said, if Steve and I would have had six hours in September 2014 and nobody would have shown interest, this thought and idea would have fell flat on its face and we would have never thought about it again. But it was so well embraced, it was so well received that the community was like, we're going to push this forward and we're simply just the mechanism to be a part of that. And so when you see individuals that are setting up podcast festivals on International Podcast Day and they're they're not right now, but a lot of people have done like uh, comedy shows and pub crawls and listening parties and live giveaways for products and, you know, connecting podcasters with their listeners. And so there's so much that that can be done and there's so many different unique ways of celebrating. So I, I really think we can control what we can on our side and continue to increase and, you know, feature those voices from around the world and what the industry does with it. That'll be very interesting because we have a lot of corporations, a lot of companies, big media and also independent podcasters that are they're pushing these days and making this a reality. So it's it's you know, we adapt just like how the industry adapts, you know, month by month and year by year. So we're just looking forward to, again, making and creating so many new relationships along the way that it just continues to build. And uh, the one thing that Steve and I always say is that we're happy to be a part of this because the podcasting space has given us so much that we're just trying to give back. And this is our way of, of saying thank you and giving back to the community because it's been so incredible to be a part of. That is so awesome. I mean, because for me personally, I'm still like pinching myself, you know, I'm counting the days down too. So it's like, Oh my, <laughs> you know, so, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to wear? And I'm like, ah, oh. wait, that's <laughs> my face. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm 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 really um, happy to to um, have the opportunity to interview you about International Podcast Day because honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I I know that um, a lot of the language learning podcasts like they don't they haven't thought about this. Like I don't even think they know about International Podcast Day. So, I mean, because I see a lot of them, you know, interview people in the language learning industry or for business reasons or they want to make their own business or whatever. But I kind of think outside the box a lot of the time. 
because of the fact that it's, uh, you know, you want to be different. You don't want to, you know, uh, interview the same people. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've gotten a lot of people that, some of the people that people have interviewed, yes. But I try to open it up as much as I possibly can because, you know, people can, you know, be like, oh, well, wait a minute. This actually exists. You know, I was like, oh, like, like I had no idea. I know that there was a, a podcast event that happened a couple years ago in Florida live. I don't remember what the name of it was, but, um, yeah, it was in Florida for like a weekend. Yeah, there's a, I don't know if it was Podfest. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. I know that's one of the more popular uh, Florida destinations. I think it's in Orlando. I was there in, yeah. I think, 2016, and it, it is a great event. That was actually PodFest was the last in-person podcast conference since the public health crisis hit and the pandemic, and it was right at the first part of March, like March 5th, 6th, and 7th or something. So uh, they were the last <laughs> best podcast conference to, to actually meet in person, and yeah, and, and I, I appreciate you coming on and letting me talk about International Podcast Day. As you said, it's, it's of course, well-known, and it trends online, and there's a lot of people that learn about the event and the day, but there's still a lot of other people that still don't know about it. And, you know, advocates and stewards like you that get on your show and talk about it and spread the word. And the really cool part is, again, Steve and I will always say, we have our 24-hour live stream. We do our thing on International Podcast Day. We're about featuring as many podcasters for as many countries as possible in a short amount of time. But that doesn't mean you have to tune into our broadcast. We would love you to. Um, we have amazing speakers. We have amazing presenters. We have amazing topics. And we definitely want you to head over to our website and check that out on September 29th and 30th. But you can also find different ways of getting involved. Like you said, you can, as a listener, you can get out there and share your favorite podcast with a coworker, friend, teammate, roommate, whatever it is. You can send feedback to your favorite podcasters via email. You can do your rating and reviews. Um, you can explain to somebody what a podcast is. You can hop on social media and start engaging with listeners of the podcast in, that you follow. And if you're not a podcaster, you can always become one, you know. And so there's so many different ways you can get involved, not just from the podcaster point of view, but from the audience and from the listener side. And there's just so many benefits, right? You can, you can, if you're a, a podcaster, you can learn all about, you know, marketing, production, and podcasting sort of tools and resources. You can learn how to grow your audiences, but also as a audio enthusiast, you can connect with all those different listeners. And, and so we definitely encourage everybody to, to sort of do their own thing, find their own unique way of celebrating. If that's, again, hopping on Zoom or Skype or some other virtual meeting and just connecting with a bunch of listeners and other uh, audio enthusiasts, it's it, it, it's just a really cool, unique way of celebrating. And so we encourage everybody to get out there and sort of do their own thing on International Podcast Day. That's that's the best way to celebrate, and that's the best way to, to, to support and honestly just make the day how you want it to be made. So I'm just curious to know for all the listeners out there and the people that want to watch um, on the 29th and 30th, do they just go to internationalpodcastday.com or is there another site that they have to go to in order to be able to watch the live um, broadcast? Yeah, we are going to be streaming right from our website, so internationalpodcastday.com. There will be a – right now there isn't, but there will be a giant live button that you just click. And mm -hmm. if anybody wants to bookmark 
internationalpodcastday.com slash live, that will be where it's at, and there will be a chat, and there will be uh, information, and we'll be broadcasting from there. But yeah, I would just encourage everybody, internationalpodcastday.com, check out our homepage. We have our full lineup of speakers, our entire schedule, a lot of good information on our website, and that's the place you want to bookmark. That's the place you want to go on September 29th and September 30th. And so, yeah, as I mentioned, there will be a big red live button you just click that open up a new window and you can hear you know speakers and presenters like chanel share their message and their story and their insights so it's gonna i'm really looking forward to it i i think this is going to be one of our our best years yet and i'm just i'm just incredibly thankful and appreciative of everybody that volunteers their time and efforts to make this event happen oh well yes and i i'm i'm glad that you guys actually this because (laughs) <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't know. I didn't know until I got the invitation that you guys existed. I'm like, why didn't I know about this? You're right. <laughs> you know. So I mean, and and I mean, I've been telling my friends and family like, okay, you have to tune in. And I said because you know I will be here this time. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's exciting because you guys are going to be broadcasting on September 30th at 10 a.m. Pacific uh, Daylight Time. And so that's that's really exciting to have. And it's going to be a great panel. And, you know, just looking at the very popular category of language podcast and, you know, it's going to be incredible. Learn learn so many different things and to hear from four different uh, well-veteran podcasters and, and kind of share that message. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I encourage everybody who's listening to Chanel's show to to, to bookmark internationalpodcastday.com, go over, check out what they're doing, and uh, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you contribute this year. Oh, well, thank you so much for the invite. I really appreciate it because, like I said before at the beginning of the show, I I literally had to pinch myself. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait a minute. The money wants me on this? Oh, wow. I mean, because I remember when my friend started out, uh, Christopher Homer, actual fluency, Dot com and he started out six years ago and he started getting invites to panels and stuff like that and he hadn't even reached like a hundred episodes yet but people liked what he had to say and he actually encouraged me to to create my own podcast because I was giving so much advice you know about right. learning from my own perspective and when I found out Anchor app was accessible voiceover I just I just went for it. You know, but, I mean, you know, that's also due to the fact that I have a gift for Gab, and I like to talk about different things, and I'm very opinionated about a lot of different <laughs> things. And so I was like, don't even get me started on politics. We won't even go there. Yeah, I can, oh, I can talk for hours on that. <laughs> you know, and, and someone actually said, why don't you have a podcast about that? I was like, because guess what? I, every every episode would be a disclaimer. This is my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Do not sue me. It's <laughs> true. You know, so, I mean, but it, it, it's, I'm really excited, like, I, and I can't wait to share with, with all the listeners out there. I mean, and, and as far as the other two panelists, we're all friends. We know each other personally. So, so that makes it a lot more fun. Right, right. And I've, I've interviewed them both, all three actually, for my show already. So, um, you know, I'm very happy. Like my one friend sent me a message. You know, I can't wait to see you. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, and, and I, like I tell people, I said, podcasts have given me some comfort. 
I would have to say. Yeah, um, true. Um, be, during this pandemic, because, you know, it's just me and my guide dog in my apartment here in Akron, and I'm like, I need to listen to a podcast or something. I'm tired of watching the news. I, I literally cut my cable subscription just because. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay, let me listen to a podcast. I mean, I'm, and that's all I, I, all I do is, you know, I listen to Tony Robbins a lot. And um, I was like, ooh, I, I need to subscribe to this. And you, you, you just find so much. You know, with with the world of podcasting, I mean, I mean, you can't. I mean, you'll be spending most of your life listening to everything that's out there because there's so much. So you know, I just um, I can't wait to um, share my insights with with everybody. And knowing me, I'll probably stick online and watch some more presentations after I'm done, <laughs> just because you know I want to enjoy that whole experience because I've never participated in anything like this before. So I'm like. Hey, I might as well. <laughs> yeah, it's great if you, I mean, I know a lot of people, Steph included, who's going to be on your panel that, you know, was sad that they had to go to sleep because they just wanted to consume and keep listening. And I think one of the best things is being able to get in that chat room and just connecting with so many different people from around the world. And um, I, I think that's one of the great benefits of, of, of the event is you can you can take away as much as you want to put into it, right? And if you sit around and watch five, six hours, if that's all you can do, great. But get in there, uh, learn from these experts, learn from these voices, and also make sure you get in that chat room, follow up, connect, share emails, connect on social media, and who knows where those connections go. And that's, again, I'll, I'll speak to that with International Podcast Day. It's been successful because we've created so many good relationships, right. and, we've, and we've supported each other year after year. I mean, you know, when I spoke at PodFest, um, it's because Chris Kremitzos was incredibly generous in, in uh, allowing us to, to go and present on on you know online conferences and different things, and we've provided him with some outlets on our podcast, and so it's this good give and take relationship. And it's about just rewarding each other and and helping each other out, and, and sort of just growing the industry as a whole rather than just being so focused on yourself. So, right. um, yeah, and, and I, mean, it, it, I do the same thing with the language podcast. I mean, the language conferences. I go in there and I find new people to tap into, and they're like people that stick out to me. And I'm like, oh, I need to find them. I need to get their contact different. And I do, and I shoot them an email or a private message saying, hey, how would you like to come on my show? And a lot of times, a lot of people, you know, I've never gotten a no. I've always gotten something like, I can't do it right now, but I can do it in a couple months. Exactly. Back yep. to you. You know, so, I mean, for me, that, that, that makes it more of a great way to network. You know, like I remember my one piece of information I learned from English 2010 was when I was, yeah, I was, no, 10, 10 then. Um, if you don't know something about that subject matter, um, hang out with somebody who knows more than you about it. <laughs> you know, That's because, true. Because you will learn more from other people that know more about the subject matter that you aren't familiar with than, you know, not knowing anything at all. So for me, you know, I, I was like, uh, tell people, I was like, you know, I'm a one woman show. I do it all. You know, I, I put it all out there on social media and, and, and po make posts all the time. And I took marketing and advertising when I was in, in film school. So, you know, for me, it's like, 
it's it's like a dream come true. You you work for something really hard for a couple of years, and you start seeing the fruits of your labor grow based off of all the work that you put in. And and I'm just like really um, honored to have spoken with you this evening about International Podcast Day and be able to take part in it as well. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me, Chanel. It was, it was such an honor, such a privilege to be on your show. Thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, you're welcome. I'll probably put this out sometime this weekend, actually. It's funny because I have, like, another three or four interviews to do between Thursday and next Saturday. So You're busy. That's a good well, thing. Yeah. It, it, the good thing is, is that people are flexible with their schedules, so I let them know I'm better on the weekend or, you know, whatever your time difference is, I'm able to accommodate that. I mean – I did wake up early in the morning to do like an eight o'clock in the morning interview because the person was in Singapore, you know? Right. <laughs> so there was like 12, 14 hours right there. And I, I actually have to do a, a eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night interview on Thursday because the other person's on the other side of the world and they're like 12 hour difference from us. So it's like, but I don't mind it, you know? I really no, that's, that's cool. Yeah. It's worth it. The story's worth it. The person's worth it. You know, the connection's worth it. And you make a lot of cool friends as a result, so. Yeah, sure do. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and I will see you in a week. All right. Sounds good. We look forward to it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.